This show is proudly sponsored by Coinspot.com.au, with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. G'day ladies and gentlemen, today's guest needs no introduction. This is Joe LeBen of Consensus. I've been trying to hunt you down for quite some time, mate. having spoken with Kavita, she put in a good word for me. I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you very much for your time, Joe. Great. Good day. Of course, you've been around Ethereum. We're not going to talk about that though. We're going to talk about what you're doing with Consensus. I'm very interested as your business continues to, as I said to one of your staff members before, it's almost like an octopus. It has many different arms and the arms keep on growing. So what were the beginnings and and what's your focus for consensus from where you are right now? Got it. So consensus is a four tentacled octopus. (laughs) Half octopus. (laughs) Half octopus. Um, So we we do product, we do consulting, we do education, and we do capital markets activities. On the product side, we do lots of infrastructure for the Ethereum ecosystem, We do core components like identity and reputation and governance tools and accounting systems. We have lots of projects that are essentially protocol-based open platforms. So Ethereum is a protocol-based open platform. You can write smart contracts on Ethereum. Some of those smart contracts can be, or sets of smart contracts can be, protocol-based open platforms themselves. Uh, We have one in the music industry, working on healthcare and supply chain and various other niches, dynamic workforce assembly. So all those things uh, we think of as network businesses rather than a corporation delivering value to customers. We have this network of different actors, people, and companies that can come together on this protocol. And you often have a a token that represents the the business logic that holds all of that together. So lots of those projects. And then we do many things in the consulting space, education, capital markets. So Kavita Gupta drives our ventures arm. So we invest in lots of projects. We have as a foundation, a key management solution, Trustology, and we token launch lots of projects as well. So our token foundry group, also sits in that capital markets formation, and it can issue consumer utility tokens, a token that could hold one of those network businesses together. We also have consensus digital securities that can issue investor tokens or or, uh, tokenized securities. Now, I don't know about you, but I can count, and that sounds like more than four things. Uh, It's about about 100 things uh, categorized into four (laughs) slippery tentacles. Okay, fair enough. enough. And you've got the incubator sort of thing going on too, right? You're doing a lot of working with projects. So the, the incubator, so we call it Consensus Labs, and it sits in that first prong, that product group. Yep. So it's the group of agile, lean startup minded people that who define which projects we should fund inside consensus, define which projects we should take 
external and bring them into consensus. And then they essentially shepherd the maturity of those projects over time. So, I mean, you must get absolutely inundated. I mean, how, how do you operate, you know, being who you are, having the pedigree that you do, and you've been around for a long time, and people know that if you're going to work with somebody in the space. We've been around for four years. That's yeah, it's but I mean, let's six, be honest. Like, 6.5 wow. million blocks, uh, which is a long time. But yeah, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And you, things are moving fast. You can say four years, but I mean, four years in this space, Joe, it's, it's not four years. It's a it's, lot of blocks. It's a, correct. It's, it's a very different world that we live in. And obviously, the massive explosion of creativity that's come into the space in the last 12 months. Oh yeah, it's awesome. I mean, you must get inundated. How, how do you manage it? It's exponential. You prioritize. Uh, so the, <laughs> cool the, the things that I paid excruciatingly detailed attention to four years ago, I aren't not even aware of yeah. at this point. It takes care of itself. We have a lot of spectacular people at the company and a lot of the people that were there early find that we're operating at quote, higher and higher levels, uh, higher levels of abstraction, lower levels of, of focus on data, yeah. or, or on, on detail, really. So, I mean, obviously, like, like with any company, with any corporation, whatever you want to call it, you start here and the team allows you to flourish and move into other areas and manage more. I need to build capacity around me so that I can handle the exponentially increasing onslaught of information coming at me or just being generated out in the space because we need to pay attention to more that's out there and just need better decision-making processes. And it's hard keeping a company healthy, making good decisions, being relatively efficient when it's growing so quickly and, and when the, the industry is just so dynamic. Well, there's a lot of people that look like Bambi on ice in that famous scene, sliding around everywhere, trying to find their feet. It's a great image for our company. You clearly... That's, that's not what we like. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a you clearly found your feet. Uh, you're obviously doing amazing things. Now, I spoke with uh, Darren, uh, one of your members earlier. He was talking about a lot of what you're doing in Singapore. Yeah. You, what you are consulting or advising. I'm not quite sure how you would categorize that, but with some uh, government organizations. Is that right? So is it Singapore and beyond? or Sure, regionally. Uh, so we did uh, work early on with the Monetary Authority of Singapore and the, the Ubin project. Uh, so that's one of the two central bank projects that we've worked on. We're doing... The next phase of that project, we're working with a company called Capridge in a joint venture that's also somewhat associated with the Monetary Authority. Uh, so it's essentially a, a decentralized exchange infrastructure uh, for private equity instruments. So a very exciting project. Yeah, that really is. There's a lot that is, that there's traditional markets, VC, investment banks, then there's our emerging market. When I say our emerging market, I'm not just about crypto, but the blockchain space. We're pretty much all sort of sold the fact that blockchain is an amazing technology, but which way is it going to go? And, and how can we sort of work within those, I guess, different arms that create a space that brings that money into it? This year, I believe, and from all the people I've been speaking with, and I'm pretty fortunate to speak with some good people, there's been a lot more traditional money coming in through VC. And of course, we saw the ICO boom and the nuts creation of, it's a harsh way of saying it, but uneducated money is what I'll say, coming in and you know pumping an ICO. Where there was enthusiastic really, money. That's Na a good word putting it. Naive money, enthusiastic money, sure. Yeah. But you know, effectively, it was like a school project asking for $10 million and they were getting it. 
This year, it appears that a lot of the projects that are coming it was, out... It was the same there. sort of irrational exuberance that we saw in 1999. And I think we've recognized that rhyming pattern fairly quickly and more rational minds prevailed. So I think we've worked through a lot of that. Uh, we're, we're still going to have a bunch of booms in our industry. Hopefully we will take all of the machinery, all of the venture capital infrastructure that we've developed over time. Makes a lot of sense to raise around and validate and raise another round and validate. And so we'll bring all of that into the blockchain space and make all of that old style approach much better, much more fluid. So on that, I mean, you're speaking, obviously, I would imagine, excuse me for making assumptions, you're working quite closely with regulation in certain jurisdictions. Sure, lots. Who are you seeing at the moment as being at the forefront, I suppose, of considered regulation? Not over-exuberant, not not overbearing, but but the right sort of consideration. As somebody who, obviously, you would have a very strong opinion on this. Who do you see is sort of taking so, the charge? So there, there are lots of the smaller forward-thinking jurisdictions that are doing a really nice job. Our friends in Bermuda and Singapore and the Philippines. Malta? Uh, Malta, absolutely. The country that's doing a very interesting job, not a hands-off job, but not specifically creating regulation designed to address anything new is the United States. Uh, So the Securities and Exchange Commission in the United States has decided to apply securities law as they have done successfully for decades. And they are essentially identifying fraudulent projects and projects that have sold a security even though they didn't believe it was a security. And I think that's going to work out really well because we at Ethereum and we at Consensus have been sort of following that law uh, right from the start. One thing that's very exciting uh, is that Bill Hinman, about three and a half, four months ago, director of corporate finance at the SEC, spoke publicly about the fact that these network business models, which are held together by these tokens, can have consumer utility tokens that are issued and sold, similar to air miles or other sorts of tokens. And if they're constructed properly and marketed properly, so they're not marketed as investments, they're not marketed to speculators, they're marketed to people who intend and maybe are forced to use them on these platforms, that is recognized as essentially a new construct by the SEC. And given that realization, which we're not seeing in in some other parts of the world, all the old rules apply. You don't, you don't need new regulation. You just uh, need a good understanding of what things you're doing with the technology in this project versus what things you're doing in the technology in this project. And there will be many different kinds of securities instruments realized as tokens on blockchains. That's going to be incredible for that space, but there will also be many of these new network business models. Well, when he did speak at that hearing, it was certainly a breath of fresh air for many in the industry to sort of go, okay, well, they're forward thinking at least. They're willing to consider. It had felt like for quite some time that it might have just been quashed. They kept it open, they spoke openly about it without emotion. They've been extremely open-minded, yeah. Yeah, they really, they really, really have been. So of course, you are at the forefront of a lot of these projects coming to you. You've got your think tank, you've got the consensus network, you've got you know, a lot of ideas coming to you. But what's particularly exciting for you at the moment with what's coming through consensus and what you've created. I mean, there must be a lot going on. Yeah, there's so much. A few things I'll touch on really quickly. 
decentralized identity. Our Uport project has uh, created different versions of self-sovereign identity uh, for a number of years, and they've come to a deep understanding, a deep and subtle understanding of the problem of decentralized identity, and they've winnowed it down with the help of our member companies, uh, co-members in the Decentralized Identity Foundation. And so uh, I think we have a, a very exciting, viable candidate construct for decentralized identity and yeah. ePort's the Ethereum implementation. Journalism, the civil project uh, is one of the most important projects in, in my mind. Uh, if we're going to govern with these new decentralized mechanisms, we're building all these different voting mechanisms. We need good information. And the journalism industry has been decimated yeah. over the last 10, 20 years, rolled up into conglomerates and private equity and hedge funds, uh, essentially owning local media and, and uh, gutting large newsrooms. And we need ethical journalism and we need a, a sustainable business model for journalism. And I think uh, Civil's going to provide that scalability. Ethereum is moving into phase two of its existence where we've established this radically decentralized trust layer, layer one of Ethereum. And now we're building in state channels and side chains and plasma mechanisms, layer two technology that will take us to tens of thousands of transactions per second that derive the the real security from the base layer. Uh, so lots of games are coming online, exchanges are coming online, they'll make use of that technology and uh, probably provide good user experience uh, because of the scalability of layer two. Man, you have got so much going on. With the market being flat this year, I mean, look, it's been down to flat. And uh, look, from my point of view, and this is just my humble point of view, all right? When the hype cycle vanishes, we get to see projects. Is come the hype down. cycle? Well, the hype cycle is a cycle, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's right. You're absolutely right. When it when it when when it does this, and it, the markets come off. We know this. It's been consolidating for a couple of months now. Now, for those that are watching that want to make instant wealth, wonderful, excellent, fantastic. But I'm satisfied to see that projects are actually being able to get to work without having to pander to. And look, projects shouldn't pander to investors in a sense, especially if they're going for a utility token, right? They should be focusing on what they said they would achieve and trying to achieve that roadmap. But we've not seen that. And a lot of the rubber hitting the road has been this year and a lot have failed and slipped and fallen. And it's been the big, I guess, maturity of the market with it being down. It seems to be that the cream is rising to the top. Is that a fair statement or... or, or, so or it, it's a very immature ecosystem. It's a young ecosystem. The exciting projects, the successful projects are serving the needs of the builders these days. Uh, so we've got lots of standards being built on Ethereum for fungible tokens, non-fungible tokens, security or investor tokens, naming services, atomic swap protocols, uh, parameterized insurance <laughs> products, <laughs> subscription <laughs> systems. I mean, we're not yet really servicing the end user, the uh, normal consumer yet, uh, we we need to, to build up to that. It's, uh, you know, the internet didn't service the end user consumer for about 10 years or, or the web protocols well, net, net staple did, or did, didn't, didn't really do that. Yeah, it, but even then, I mean, it was it was techie nerds who, <laughs> yeah. who, were, who were using uh, Netscape and AltaVista in the early days. Uh, so. We're getting there. I think we're going to have some breakthroughs in the consumer space probably this year, hopefully in journalism, hopefully in games. But you know, the people who are using it are the people who are building it, and that's going to go 
I think, well for a while. And there will be certainly hype cycle after hype cycle. Well, it's part of the joy of being. I'm a trader. I, f I focus in this space because of the wonderful volatility. I will say I am also an investor and I believe immensely in the space. You don't drop everything and go all in if you, uh, if you don't totally believe in it. Now, I know you're a very busy man, John. I'm going to let you get back to your people, but I'm going to leave with one final question for you. The internet and blockchain is often sort of put in the same box as far as amazing technological advancements. The internet sort of kicked on 93, 94, and obviously had the boom and bust in 2000. Now, where do you think we are in this space? We can be beyond 2000. We can be beyond, uh, before 1993. Where do you think we sit at the moment in this space? Uh, well, they're similar. They rhyme a little bit, but they're very different. The internet touched not too much of society. Uh, over time, it added mobility, e-commerce, social, etc., and it started to touch more and more of society. Blockchain decentralized protocols are going to essentially infuse every aspect of society. We have natively digital money, natively digital identity, natively digital legally enforceable agreements with our open law technology and other projects out there, natively digital certificates. Every transaction at some point in the not too distant future is going to involve clearing and settlement of natively digital elements. That's going to speed everything up. That's going to make everything much more fluid, interoperable, trustworthy. And we're building on the shoulders of that technology, of the internet and the web technology. So the hype cycles that we talked about are going to come faster and faster. So it's not going to be one dot-com boom and bust and, and then okay. and a slow growth. The, I think it's going to be quite regular because the the technology, the, the implications are really profound. And these natively digital things like money and other kinds of assets are going to draw so many people in so quickly. And that fear greed cycle yeah. uh, is, is going to be something that not only drives the development of fundamental value because speculation drives innovation, yeah. but it'll, it'll bring the trader types in too. So, <laughs> oh, so, that, so, hang so, on, you're talking about the no, trader, no. so you're in such a negative connotation, and, Joe. And, uh, <laughs> and we need all types. We need, we need all types in our ecosystem. We need speculators in our ecosystem because yeah. they have a different relationship we to risk. We get volume. Uh, right. and, and we're building a new kind of IT infrastructure, an IT infrastructure that isn't siloed walled garden systems, you know, Dropbox and Box and Azure and AWS, etc. But these are all going to be open platforms, open protocols that anybody can plug into and offer their wares and, and be a consumer on those platforms. So it's going to be much more like the grain industry or the metals industry or, or the energy industry where you have pretty radically free markets. Uh, and we're going to need financial instruments for all the resource providers to hedge out their price risks, uh, etc. And all the consumers to provision for their needs for certain periods of time and also hedge out their price risks. So we need that financial infrastructure because the IT industry is evolving. So what Thank year you. are we at, Joe? What year? The question was 93, so, 2000. Well, we your your uh, assumption is that we have this sort of boom, bust. In, well, and we then, don't have to. Okay, so I'm just relating it to something that the viewers and listeners are familiar with. Do you think we're in 93, still at the very, very early stages of this space? Or are we more towards a mature level, 96, 97, before we're mainstream adoption? We're earlier than 97. 
How's that? All right. We got a number, somewhat of a number. Joe LeBan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. I've enjoyed the conversation. And, uh, of course, to find out more about Joe, it's pretty easy. He's almost everywhere. Consensus, go find that. If you aren't familiar with it, then you better get there. Uh, anything else that you want to tell the people to go follow you, listen to, anyone else that's important for you? All good. Thank you. All good. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been Joe LeBan, Trader Cobb. Have a great day. Bye for now. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters. This show is proudly sponsored by coinspot.com.au with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. Views are of the advertiser, not TraderCobb or the audio presenter.